Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. Today, I noticed the laugh track in a sitcom that my wife and I have been watching. It's just kind of a um, dumb little time filler of a sitcom. It's called Mom on Hulu with Allison Janney and Anna Faris. And we turned on an episode the other night, and it was just a few minutes in before I went, wow, holy crap, they added a laugh track. Why did they add a laugh track? We've been watching this this show every night for a while, just kind of as the last thing, just before we go to bed. And so I'm very familiar with it. And all of a sudden, they've added a laugh track. And it's not at the beginning of the show. It's well into the show. I think it was season five. And what's more, it wasn't even the pilot. I'm sorry. It wasn't even the season opener. It was in the middle. It was like episode three of season five. And suddenly they've added this laugh track. Now, the show was, I think it was started in 2015. So it's a modern-ish sitcom. Laugh tracks have been out of style since the 90s to the point where my kids will watch old shows like Friends or Seinfeld or something, and they'll go, whoa, why is there that weird artificial laughing? And by the way, this is an interesting experiment. If you're, I'm 47. If you're my age, if you grew up with laugh tracks, try to see if you can watch something through the eyes of younger people. Because laugh tracks, this is a case where they were right. Like they're entirely right. I don't agree that the younger generation is right about everything, but I think that they're right about this one. The idea that the, the you just have this like canned artificial laughter. And I remember watching, I used to watch the old black and white, like Nick at Night shows like Mr. Ed and stuff. And there were repeated laughs. Like you could notice the exact same person the exact same way. It's a really ridiculous idea. But whatever, they did them then, they don't do them now. And so this the idea to not only use a laugh track for a modern show, but to suddenly and inexplicably add it in the middle of a late season didn't make any sense to me, but I was so caught off guard. And so I paused the show and I started Googling for why did they add a laugh track to mom? All of the um, articles that I found in response to that were like, why is there a laugh track on this show? Oh, the show is ruined by laugh track. But it took kind of reading through a few of them to go, oh, they're talking about the show as a whole. They're not talking about the sudden addition of it in season five. And then I seem to remember something and I said, oh yeah, that's right. At the beginning, there was a laugh track in this show. And that that caught me off guard because again, same arguments. Why would you do a laugh track in a modern show? But whatever, I learned to accept it. And so I said, okay, so clearly at some point they stopped adding it and they said, okay, well, this is ridiculous. They finally realized that it was ridiculous to, um, to, exp to, to add a laugh track to a modern show. So they removed it and then they decided of all things to bring it back. And so I said, okay, well, this is really weird. And I kept looking and anyway, long story short, I went back and I looked at even the previous episode and the previous episode that we had watched just the night before had a laugh track in it. And that really struck me because it was such a strong reaction. It was like, it just hit me over the head. Why is there a laugh track? All of a sudden, I've been watching this show. Why is there a laugh track all of a sudden? And when I said it, my wife was 
she had the same response. She didn't pull it out of the air. She didn't exclaim at the same time as me, but she said, oh, I don't know. Why did they have a laugh track? She didn't tell me they've always had a laugh track. And so what this really made me think about is the idea that anything that's repeated can fall into the background. Now, I wish I had the other half of this wondering because what I really want to know is why did it strike me that night? Was there something about the way that uh, the, the things happening on screen? More likely, it was something in my head, something that was just a little bit different, that when this laugh track came on, suddenly it registered with a different part of my brain. But regardless of the reason that it suddenly popped back into my awareness, the fact that it had gone in the first place is what's so interesting to me. So just like if you're somewhere and you hear a siren, eventually you'll get deaf to that siren. That's actually the reason that if you've ever paid attention to, like there are certain sirens that will change. And so they'll start out with one type of siren noise and then they'll they'll switch after a handful of seconds and they'll keep rotating through different kinds of noises. And the reason is because it's a well-known psychological phenomenon that your brain attenuates to anything that is seeing and experiencing over and over again. The brain loves shortcuts. It loves to generalize. And so once it says, okay, that is going to happen back there in the background, and that's going to happen apparently for a while. Okay. I'm going to delete it. I'm going to remove it from my experience. So what I thought that was so interesting about this as the creative lesson here is that it can work for and against you. So in this case, I, let's just be clear. I think laugh tracks are dumb. I got used to them because I grew up with them, but it doesn't make any sense. And once I noticed it here, it was, it was jarring. It was like, and it took me a while to get used to it again, but I haven't lost the awareness of it yet, which will probably happen again later. But in that case, it was a negative thing, but it can happen with anything. And I think that with any of these noticings, that's the, that's the goal here. Anything that you notice, you want to extrapolate it out to find the creative lesson. And what's the larger phenomenon? And the larger phenomenon here to me is that, yes, elements can disappear into the background. That's one thing. But number two, that there is some conscious, some subconscious play happening here. So we can explore each of those. So from the subconscious element of it, what is it that your story is doing? What is it that's, that, that is happening beneath the surface that your stories, your art, and if you have some sort of a repeated element or theme, it might be, it's subtly influencing something. I mean, I, I was hearing that laugh track, to be clear. I just wasn't aware of it. There's a difference between my ears hearing it and my brain hearing it or recognizing it. So it was always back there. And to the extent that a laugh track does anything, I don't know, letting me know when things are funny, it was doing it, whether I was aware of it or not. So what is our art doing beneath the surface, our stories, our creations? What is happening underneath that we might not even be aware of? And they may be things that we're, that we're adding on purpose. They may be things that we're adding unintentionally, or they may be things that, uh, that are just kind of percolating inside the mind of the own, the, the person that's observing it. Kind of like I suddenly and complete, you know, suddenly realized this laugh track. It was something that was in me. It was that collaborative nature of art that I've talked about before, where it isn't just about you as the creator. It's also about the person that's receiving it. So that's, that's one element of it. But another could be to use that to your advantage to reinforce certain things. 
if you repeat elements, then that's a way of sort of darkening the highlighter on any particular element that you're that is thematic and that is used that is meant to be kind of a deeper thing. So one of the things that I do often is uh, I can't think of any specific examples. Well, no, I can. So I have a book called Axis of Aaron, and in Axis of Aaron, there is a uh, the the um, the song Wonderwall by Oasis is something that keeps coming back to the protagonist because he spent a, a key summer uh, on this this island when he was a kid. And when he was a kid, that song was popular and it was everywhere. So if you were around when Wonderwall was a big deal, it was everywhere. And so repeating lines from that song throughout the narrative is a way of poking the reader back into awareness and and the, the vibe and the feeling and the tone of that summer by just by repeating something because it's it's down deep you've already got the nostalgia feel from the narrator so what is it that you can use to kind of keep poking that and a repeated element or repeated theme helps to underscore all of that so just consider the ways in which your stories or art might be evoking that either consciously or unconsciously but doing it consciously can really add an extra element that you might not otherwise have. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.